I do actually feel motivated to, to write. And it's, I hate that this is like, has to be a motivator for me, but like, I, I, I keep coming up with like other ideas of other things that I want to write. And I'm like, nope, you can't do it. You can't do it until you finish you totally this one. You can do it. It's just that, I know, you know, I know. But I, I want, I want to, I want to finish what I started and it's, it's so close. I need to like put it out there and see what happens. It's going to be fine no matter what. And I think you're really learning about who you are as a writer. And I think there's probably things that you've experienced on this journey that you've experienced before in your past and probably different, different industry, you know, different, different creative projects, different moments in, in your career. And it's just here now. And once you get over that, that last kind of little hurdle, mm-hmm. and it's probably not as big as, as your mind makes it out to be, you'll look back at it. And, and like I said, I think you'll probably say, Oh yeah, the next time you do this, I recognize this. Like, I know what this is and I know how to handle this and I know how to approach this or how to take care of myself throughout this process a little bit more. So I'm not, you know, beating up on myself so much. I'm not saying you are, but so long as you're not feeling that way. This is really all your fault because you're the one who first broke this. You know, I mentioned to you that I'm writing a book and then you're like, oh, hey, Mike's on. Hey, everyone, Michelle's writing a book. (laughs) Do you want to talk about it? (laughs) Has some news to break. (laughs) I was just giving you the push you needed. It's like, you know, it's you're doing like the, this you know, for real now. The Rob, the Robin, you know, you know, the, the, the mother bird. That's the role that I'm playing. Pushed you out of the nest. And, and, and now you've got to fly. I mean, and it seems like you're doing a great job. I mean, oh. you're flying, you know, you're off the ground. Yeah. I hope I get credit for when you finish this thing. If I get, you know, if I got credit for making you like, you know, hate where you are right now in the process, when you eventually get to the end, I better get the credit for that. I'll think about it. Maybe I'll get a line in the acknowledgments. Should go both ways. <laughs> it really should. Yeah. <laughs> like if can I have I to hear the, you can complaining. I the, can I get the opening? You know, when like the like dedication. The dedication? <laughs> yeah. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> to Steve for almost ruining my life, but then this was published. This is for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much pressure for, for a first time author to like figure out who the like to dedicate their first book to, especially people who have like multiple kids. Okay. So you wouldn't give it to like, you wouldn't put the all kids in there. I guess you could. I feel like I've seen authors though, who like dedicate like one to each kid. I'm not that much asking. of a crazy cat lady. I don't know why you made that jump. I was just asking him to catch you. <laughs> unrelated question. Unrelated. Totally unrelated. <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not really, I could also see, you know, if someone wrote something of significance, like if someone wrote a book about World War II and they dedicate it to their grandparents, like something like that, but. So this book's about the 9-11 era, who are you dedicating it to? I'm going to dedicate it to myself. Donald (laughs) Rumsfeld just died, maybe you dedicate it to him. Do I know who that is? Should I know (laughs) who that is? (laughs) George Bush is still alive, maybe you can dedicate it to him. Oh, maybe I will. I don't think I'm going to get a lot of like good press if I do that, though. No, probably not. <laughs> do I know who that is? <laughs> I said Rachel asked the same thing when I was like, oh, Donald Rumsfeld died. Do I know who that is? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Geography and historical questions. We struggle a lot with this because I grew up at Carmen Sandiego and she mm. did not. So. But she knows 
wrestlers. Oh, yes, very much. <laughs> much more than I do. I have no idea about any of these people, and she's just telling me everything when we were watching these documentaries. So, Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative. Did you find any... Like, tell me your process. You get HBO Max. What was like the first button you pressed? Did you go look at the documentaries? Did you stay on the homepage? I went straight to the documentaries um, just to see what was there. There's a few things that I'm interested in. Um, Then I had gone to uh, original series and um, kind of perused those. And I was just like, yep, 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 yep. That one. I want that one. I want that one. And then I just started with Chernobyl last night. So. I don't get it. I really, I'm shocked. I'm you shocked don't get you don't... that I don't like it? Well, I just, I don't buy the, it was filled with so much, what was the word you used? Bleak? Yeah. Well, it was bleak. Right. It was a nuclear, rea- it was a nuclear <laughs> emergency. I mean, like, that's, that is bleak. Like, it's designed to be bleak. Like, you should know it's going into it. It's going to be bleak. It's like Schindler's List. It's not going to be a rom-com. Like, I've you never know seen Schindler's about... List. Oh, God. Well, I mean, then... Life is not just Hamilton. I mean, there's more to life than than Disney. And, and Hamilton and, has and, some dark themes. Really, it seems like a lot of rapping and singing. I yeah, mean, there's there is, but maybe they break out into song in Chernobyl. Do they? Oh uh, well, let me know when that happens. I will. <laughs> I will. Maybe, maybe a nice dirge, something. You know. <laughs> just so if I'm they, like. There's people in, I don't know, maybe they all die. It's this possible. wasn't originally an ABC show, not ABC, uh, AMC. No, no. Am I thinking, been... maybe I'm like not thinking of the right, is Jared Harris in it? Is he like the star of it? Hold on. Do you not know who Jared Harris is? I don't know who Jared Harris is. Maybe I'm thinking of a completely different yeah, show. Yeah, he was in, he, he's, he's in Chernobyl. That's him. But it wasn't on AMC. Oh. Because I was, um, I thought that when I watched Jared Harris was the one from from the Queen though right he was he yeah was he was the original uh, King yeah. George yeah the King yeah. yeah right yeah I, I picked that up last night when I saw him and I was just like oh that's that guy but um, I don't think they were on AMC it was always an HBO thing oh I wonder when I watched it then anyway have fun with that I will bleak is my niche that's that's right right where I like to be. I did watch Mayor of Easttown. I don't know if you flagged that one or not, but that... Uh, I, it, it caught my interest, yeah. That one is also very bleak, but bleak and beautiful. Like, it's... Oh. Well, at the right angle, Chernobyl could be beautiful. It was at one point in time. Yeah. And but... Went wrong. I'll watch anything as long as it's, like, well-produced, but I don't... There was also something about the first episode of Chernobyl that was very, um, like, too slow and quiet. Like, it just felt like dr- like an hour of dread or however long it was. And you live there? I don't want to. That's not how I want to entertain myself. They just reopened it recently to the public. You can actually oh, go for, you, like... Are you going to go? No, no, that would require me getting on a plane, and I'm not going to do that. But it also require me going to a completely different country. I'm not definitely not going to do that. I don't know. I I, I found it really compelling, and uh, I'll definitely be back for more. So, cool. 
know what I did like about it? Very quickly, you realized I, I, I like finding out immediately like which characters I hate and which characters I like. I don't like going like episodes into a season and being like, got to develop the plot. You got to develop the character and you got to learn more. And then like by the fourth or fifth, you're just like, I don't like this guy or I don't like this woman. Like I knew very quickly last night. I don't like this guy. Like I like that. And I feel like I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to go for the rest of the season. And you don't think there's any chance they'll turn on you? Well, I mean, like, I feel like at some point in time, a lot of people are going to die because, you know, we're talking about like, you know, a nuclear reactor thing here. So like, you know, I don't really think there's a lot of time to like, you know, oh, this guy was a sweetheart all along. We just didn't know. Like, I don't think <laughs> it's kind of hard to do that when you're vomiting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not sweetening this deal. I don't want to watch a bleak show with vomiting. No. <sighs> yeah, it is good. I, I think it's good. I'm, uh, I'm definitely into it. So. I felt like, um, going back to the documentary tab, that most, I, when you said that you got HBO, I was like, oh, well, all right, what cool documentaries have I watched? And I think that most of them have been like the CNN mm-hmm. ones that are just they, on, on there. Yeah, there's a, C, there's a, there's a documentary about CeCe Sabathia um, who um, went through a lot of issues with alcohol um, abuse and he's kind of like come out with this documentary and I think a book and he's kind of just you know telling everybody about it and there's definitely things that I did not know uh, about that happened to him in his playing days that uh, you know I'm interested in so, so that's I watched one. that one yeah cool I I haven't I really haven't been watching a lot of TV lately in general but I felt like at the beginning of this year I was like exclusively watching HBO because it, I don't know, especially their original content, at least at that time of the year, was so much better than everything else. I think I watched The Undoing and The Flight Attendant and then Mayor of Easttown, like all like kind of back to back. And I'm like, wow, like nothing compares to these. Yeah. Flight Attendant is on my list, too. I just I can't do multiple things at once. I can't have competing shows. It's just then I feel shame because I'm not giving some of them the attention mm. that they deserve. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like I have to finish one of them. That's um, fair. Or usually I decide like okay I'm not gonna finish this because I'm not interested in it after a while. But Maybe. that will not happen with Chernobyl. How do you know? You've only watched oh, one. I'm in. I'm already <laughs> in. I'm already in. First of all, I know what happens, okay? Like, you know, I mean, like, I... You're I, there for I, the journey. I get it. I'm there for the journey. It's the outcome. That's it. I'm just, I'm very much like, I know the whole story. I know, I mean, I've done enough research over the years and watched enough documentaries on it that, you know, I know, but I'm interested in the artistic expression of, of Chernobyl. So we started something new. I'm usually going to you with ideas. So I think I was so excited that I barely listened to what you said and I was like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. Could have said anything <laughs> right there at that point in time, couldn't I? Michelle and I grew up in the 90s and we've noticed, I think, over the years that a lot of the uh, references that we end up dropping in our podcast end up coming from that period in our childhood. We were a TV generation, so we remember a lot of these offbeat commercials and a lot of these things that um, were a part of our childhood. And I thought it would be fun to kind of like look back at them 
we don't really watch commercials anymore in, in this day and age. You know, ads are usually something that we're doing anything that we could possibly do to skip over. Funny commercials or, or commercials with memorable jingles have stayed with us over the years. Uh, and this platform, this, this commercial breakdown show gave us the opportunity to bring some of them back and, you know, relive a few of these moments with, with all of you and, you know, reflect fondly on them. So if you get a chance, go into one of our pod for creative social profiles or go to our website and look for commercial breakdown which is the name of our show i time this it takes literally four seconds of your time subscribe to our youtube channel and hit that thumbs up button if you have a friend or a sibling or someone um, that you remember talking to about the commercials that that we're showcasing certainly anywhere where you can share it we would really appreciate it now tell me about these true crime podcasts outside of the cosby one what other ones are you listening to uh let me pull up the name of the one that i've been um watching or listening to rather of late um all right the one that i've been listening there's there's two that I've been listening to, but one that I'm really obsessed with, which is called Crime Junkie. <laughs> Do you know it? I know it very well. And I'm, I'm laughing because I, I had listened to another podcast with, um, with Ashley Flowers, like being the host of it. And then one night I like, I heard her voice and I'm, and I yelled at Jimmy, I'm like, are you listening to like one of the Ashley Flowers podcasts? He's like, how do you, like, how do you know what I'm listening to? I'm like, I'm like, cause I know her voice. It's like very, you know, it's like distinctive. And he, ha- I didn't know this. He had you been listening. Of your voice. I hate to say it. Like, oh, you're, God, it, like she's I, very I, mo- like millennial sounding. Like my well, sister-in-laws hate her. They're like, she sounds like, I don't know. They think she's annoying. I find her annoying. I, but honestly, like, I also think it's when you're listening to to it, and I've been listening to it like at night with the lights out, like before I go to bed. So it's like it's it's like you know it's it, there's, there's Familiar, like, like a to it. yeah yeah. Um, but anyway, then we started listening to it together, like on our walks, and yeah, I I mean I try not to the ones that I pick out. I like the ones that are um, where the people are missing because. <laughs> I definitely went straight, like, right into, like, murders. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, like, Jimmy, yeah. like, likes the serial killer ones the most. But, yeah, I mean, we're, we're like, kind of going in order. But, like, I have a, I can't listen to any of the ones where, like, kids are. That's the one I listened to the other <laughs> night before I went to bed. Oh, oh my God. I was, like, I was terrified before I went to bed that night. Yeah. Then I listened to one uh, about a priest who got killed at a hotel. Um, that was recent. That was, like, a newer episode. But, uh. Yeah, they're like, I'm, I've known, I know people do this. I understand I'm not the first person. Believe me, I know I'm never the first person, but like, I get it. I fucking get it now. Like, I'm, I, yeah, like, I'm, I'm completely it's like hooked addictive. on this, especially and at night. And it's something that's like, you know, that's not something like, speaking of like being on brands, true crime is not something that I should like, that I should be into, but she's a fantastic storyteller and, I'm so impressed when I look at her, like they're like, like one of the top 10 podcasts of, of anything, yes. not just like their, their category, but I can't like, I can't imagine listening to like that being the last thing you listen to before you go to bed. 
I know it's weird, but you know what? You're also in this like summer mindset right now. Like I feel like I feel like I'm like I'm no, I, I do. I feel like right now, like because of where we are is like a country with like the pandemic kind of largely like most for the most part under control that like you have like control over your summer again. So it's just like screw it, I'm staying up late, I'm listening to crime <laughs> podcasts, like this is what I'm doing. Like forget being tired in the morning. I don't care. Like I've just spent a year and a half tied to my laptop working all the time. Like it's finally I'm going back to what I want to do. So this is like I'm into this. Started out with me being sick, but it's okay. I'm into it. I will say they're not annoying, but what I don't appreciate is like the the naivete of the um Brit. Yeah. <laughs> of like the, when she's like, "Wait a second. So tell me this again." <laughs> And you know, like, and you're just like, well, I just like, heard her say it. Stop stalling. Like, she's move the on voice the of the audience. She's supposed to be like, wait a minute. You're like, she's supposed to be us. Yeah. Except like, I just want to listen. Like, I just want to know about the details. I want to know about the, you know, the police reports. And I want, I, I don't really need to like, you know, go, wait a second now. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the only part that I'm just like, okay, the banter is a little bit like forced, but Besides that, it's a good podcast. It is. I like it's it. very entertaining. The Cosby one, the Cosby one is very good. There's also something that I think you will love. And I don't I don't I mean you're usually better than I am with this stuff, but you know me being a big Dan Patrick fan. Mm-hmm. Um so it's called That Scene with Dan Patrick. And mm-hmm. I'll read the about to you. So in that scene Legendary sports broadcaster Dan Patrick chats with celebrities and filmmakers to break down some of the most iconic scenes from their careers. Listen in as they share their early reactions to the script, details about how they how the scene actually got made, their response to watching it on screen for the first time, and reflections on the scene's impact both personally and culturally. So it's like it's cool. And I listened to one when I was sick with um, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park mm-hmm. about the first time that he saw the dinosaur. And, and like he like he like like this kind of got me onto this, but like took his glasses off to like like he stumbled to take his glasses off and like because he couldn't believe what he was seeing. They, they did like 30 minutes on that scene and it reminded me it's a poor man's version, but it reminded me of the um, the Hitchcock documentary about the shower scene mm-hmm. where they really went so in depth on it. And it's like it's a good idea for a for a show like it's a good idea to kind of like dive into just that. So Ooh, it's good. Yeah, I think you like it. There's some, yeah. There's some good guests on there. There's some there's some good ones. So subscribed. I feel like that's something that you would do. Yeah, totally. I've now like my new routine is that I've started listening to podcasts before I go to sleep, but not crime junkie like you. <laughs> I typically listen to the ones where like you know, like Smartless or Life is Short where they're like in it just in like a conversation with a celebrity. Yeah. Cuz then I also don't really care if I like miss you know, nothing that's like of super importance. So if I fall asleep during it, then yeah, good. I I will say that I started dozing off during one of the crime junkie ones and I was just like, oh, I got to pick this up tomorrow. I'm not going to make it, you know, like, <laughs> and then, but, but I like it. I don't know why it's like, I, I don't mind like watching scary movies before I go to bed. It's never been something that's like kept me up at night. I will say this. I don't know if I told you this story or not. I did tell somebody this last week. It's just hard for me to remember who, <laughs> um, so I was listening to this podcast about um, – so it was – did I tell you this? It was about the Wizard of Oz? No. Um, oh. Okay. I don't so think it was, so. It was about – it was a podcast about how um, one of the pairs of ruby slippers 
um, a story about how um, the shoes were stolen in like 2003 or something like that. Like some guy, there was only four pairs of shoes. There were four pairs of shoes in the movies and like they all had different purposes. One was like skipping, one was for was for like close-up shots and then one was like for, you know, whatever. So this one guy purchased like the fourth pair and would um, take them on tour, loan them out, you know, whatever it is and make money off of doing it. So. I don't know if it was Milwaukee or somewhere in minute, whatever her hometown was um, where she was born. It might have been Michigan. I forget now. But um, there's a museum there for Judy Garland. And um, the museum had them on display for like two weeks or something like that. And the pair went stolen. The pair was stolen from the museum. And there's a whole story about um, how it happened and I'll, I'll listen to it if you're interested in it it's i forget what the damn thing is called but if you probably search judy garland it'll it'll come up or ruby slippers it'll come up but as a kid i was terrified of miss gulch and um and the witch but largely miss gulch because of the music and um it doesn't bother me anymore obviously i mean that the the humor isn't lost on me when like you're watching it on TV and it, you know, and all of a sudden that scene comes up and you just like, you have a flashback, but it doesn't like paranoid, make you paranoid, but I'm laying in bed. It's like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. I was sick that day, that night. And I'm listening to this podcast and all of a sudden, like that music starts, I'm in a pitch black room and man, my fucking hair stood up and I was just like, no, like I ripped my ears out. Cause I was just like, no, <laughs> It was just like it was like this momentary flashback to being like four years old, five years old, watching this for the first time and being like, oh, that song. Like, it's just the power of the right music track. Oh, it's that's so true. I like things like it stays with you, even though like you as an adult, you can like rationally understand if you're like not thinking about it, your subconscious knows to like this is bad. This is bad. This is a bad situation. It's just not like it's it's the it's that track that just gets me every time and there's very few music tracks that scare like i would i would say that the two music tracks from pop culture that scare me the most to this day like if i were in a dark room and i heard it like if i was in the dark room and i heard the theme from jaws no wouldn't wouldn't paranoid because it's almost comical like at this point how much it's been parodied parodied Right. But I often think about like if I were ever in a in like an abandoned house or something like that and I heard this music track, if I heard like in this case, like Miss Gulch's music or whatnot, like I'd be like scared out of my mind. That one and um, the theme from Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that one. Yeah. You know, that little like piano. Like yep. five, eight, you know, yeah. 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 Oh, man, those two things. Like, I always try to say to myself, if I was in a pitch black, if I was in an abandoned house somewhere trying to find my way out or I could and and that music was just somebody played that music, I would lose it. Like, I would fucking lose it. But not not any of the like the Hitchcock's like like the psycho theme. Nope. Nope. No, I think the psycho theme, like the the screechiness of it, even though I don't really like, you know, I didn't watch it till I was an adult, but. I yeah, think that it, would it freak seems, me out. I've seen that movie so many times, and I've seen Halloween and Wizard of Oz so many times, but that one scene in, in Psycho, it almost seems comical because you've seen the movie and you know that, that yeah, okay, somebody's dying, but like 
he's wearing other he's wearing women's clothes mm-hmm. like it, there's there's a little bit of like see i didn't like think of that i don't know if though. i don't know if it's the same m- section of music but like when they go into the like the basement and they see the yeah, yeah. The mom yeah that's what i was picturing that music yeah is that not the same music as like the shower music it's not the same music um that i recall but um, I only think that music plays once. Oh, okay. Um, when 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 she's when she's being killed. Okay. Um, there's definitely like frantic music in that that movie, um, but it's not. It it doesn't put the fear into me that like the the mysteriousness of the Halloween track, the simplicity mm-hmm. of the Halloween track, does. It's just so simple and so repetitive and so um, haunting mm-hmm. that it just that That's I, a good one. I, I would is. not be good if that happened. <laughs> not be good. <laughs> like you put yourself if I'm ever in an abandoned house and like a soundtrack starts playing. <laughs> I think about it. If I that ever happens. About, like, I always think about that, like in relationship to the relation to like scary sounds or scary music or if it was ever just alone and a dark my own home. If somebody like somebody broke in and started playing that, like I'd be like, get me out of here. Like, you yeah. know, that would be my reaction. Yeah. So. So now, you know, all of my deepest, darkest. Really <laughs> here. That's everything. <laughs> Good luck with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me you love me anymore, Jerry. I can't see. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but uh, yeah, I've been really kind of getting into like I've been in this like scary section of like podcasts lately, and except for Conan, and uh, I'm digging it. I'm sure this exists somewhere, but like, it come come every fall when we start watching like Hitchcock's like regularly. I'm like I want I want to do like I want to do a project a podcast or or like a limited where it's just like deep dive on on Hitchcock's. I think that will be really fun. Yeah. We can do that. Those do exist. I've seen those. Like I was doing some searches for them this weekend too, but then you become like then I always get this feeling where it's like I don't know these people. I don't trust these fucking people to talk about these movies like i would want to talk about them like you know it's like yeah it has i always feel like your experience with 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 art is your experience with it and it's like we could talk about it as friends but when you start listening to things and like interpretations of it like I, i i'm always weird about that like i'm very protective of my interpretation of things but i think it has to be there has to be another factor for me like i i love listening to the rewatchables but i I'll listen to any episode, even if I haven't seen the movie. So I'm like, I'm in it for, because I, I like I like and know the hosts. I mm-hmm. like and know the format. So the movie is almost secondary to it. Yeah. Um. So, but I think that that's true for anything. Like if I am watching a show or, or a, you know, I watch a movie and I'm listening to a podcast about it, like. I have to really like the host or like it has to be super well produced or have a special angle to it. It can't just be like two random people talking about it. Cause that's right. Not interesting to me. Like us. Yeah. Like two people <laughs> like us. Like if we did something like this, it would have to be it, something 
unique about it. I don't know what, but we we need a guest. We probably need no. We, we are need to bring like, on is Tippy Hedren still alive? I think she is actually. Let's get on that. Let's make that a priority. <laughs> Me, you, and Tippy will go through the whole catalog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we can't let her know that like she's my least favorite of the. No, no, you can't. You and I hate the birds, so. Right. That would be the la- Imagine that bringing her on to do a deep dive into all Hitchcocks and making the last one we do the birds. <laughs> and then she keeps asking. She's like, when are we going to do the birds? Right. Ma- we're getting, we're saving it. for the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> you, me, and Tippy. I like that. That'll be, the, that'll be the podcast name. That's such a great title, too. Yeah. You, me, and, you, me, and Tippy. <laughs> That's great. I think we have to cut that. That's got to be in something. <laughs> this could almost be a, like a secondary episode, like a bonus episode yeah. for the summer. Because if we're not like, if we're traveling and such, this yeah. might like if we can make something out of this, like the queen. Uh, the yeah, crab, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's do it. If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know which stood out to you. 